you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start with this one saying that the intended audience is everybody. And today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Hisham Murad, on what his role is in pharmacy technology and pharmacy informatics. Thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Hisham. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, just for our listeners to kind of get a little bit of an intro about you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and I guess like initially why you wanted to pursue the pharmacy path? Yep, definitely. So, uh, my name is Hisham Murad. I'm originally from Syria, graduated in 2005 with a bachelor degree in pharmacy. Uh, why I pursued pharmacy, I mean, it was uh, it was in the family. I have an uncle who's a pharmacist. My sister was a pharmacist before me, so I kind of like got jealous a little bit and decided to go to pharmacy. So I finished in 2005 with a bachelor degree. My uncle's wife was a, got her PharmD from the United States, so I was really interested to hear about what she can do and how she can provide services as a clinical pharmacist. That was really interesting, so I was hoping to get a PharmD degree. So eventually I was able to get into a PharmD program at Purdue University in 2008, and I finished it in 2011. May 2011, I graduated with my non-traditional PharmD program degree. And then while I was finishing the program, I applied for a residency, and I was lucky enough to get a BGY-1. And I started right after my graduation, finished it in 2012. And then I stayed with the same hospital to work as a clinical pharmacist. I was mainly focused on focusing on the ICU and the CCU unit, the critical care unit. And we worked, uh, it was really interesting to work with physicians, to work with teams, respiratory nursing, and take care of our patient. It was an awesome time to to be able to provide the care for our patient. Eventually, we were going through an, a, a switch to the pharmacy program that we used for order entry and verification. And I was able to see how that can affect pharmacy and help them or not help them, depending on the upgrade and all the process that you can follow. So we, we've done the switch around 2014. And in that year, I decided to go and do a BGY2 in pharmacy informatics. So I was lucky enough to also match with the BGY2 in pharmacy informatics with Indiana University Health, IU Health in Indianapolis. And I finished my BGY2 with them. After that, I joined Mayo Clinic as an informatic pharmacist in 2015. And I've been with Mayo since then. I changed role a couple of times throughout the last four and a half years. Currently, I'm a medication management informaticist, uh, pharmacy informatics within the enterprise team. My main focus is working on the oncology and research system supporting all the order set and therapy plan treatment plans. I was also curious, you know, you you said that um, you didn't get your initial pharmacy degree here in the States. And did you actually practice for a while before coming to the States for the doctorate? Yes, actually, I was, I, after graduation in 2005, I practiced for about four, five years back home in Syria while I was doing my non-traditional PharmD program. Oh, wow. So we were doing like, we were doing all the coursework and all the, all the preparatory courses until 2010 when I came here and I did my clerkship rotations for about a year. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess um, this is a little bit of, you know, not related to informatics, but how was the practice of pharmacy? How, how was it? Did you notice it was different here versus where it was in Syria? Is, is there like a lot more, I, I don't know, like in terms of clinical interventions and the role of a pharmacist, like how is it different between the two? Pharmacy back there is almost all retail focused. So you, you own your own shop, your own pharmacy shop, and it's you can there's not a lot of regulation for preventing dispensing prescribed medication so you can have uh, you can prescribe not prescribe dispense a lot without prescriptions so antibiotics and stuff like that so it's not not a pleasant picture uh, probably contribute a lot to the uh, antibiotic resistance and stuff like that but some pharmacists try to follow the rules sometimes some not so it's mainly retail focused and the other option that you got to work there is working with, as a medical representative to promote products to physicians and providers that's interesting and then like you went here and then you got your pharmd and then you started practicing so i, I noticed that you practiced for about was it a year or two years before you went into the PGY2 program? Yes, I worked for two years uh, as a clinical pharmacist and then went on PGY2. So what motivated you to, you know, it, it's a big jump, right? Like when you are practicing as a full-fledged pharmacist now, and then it's a big jump to go back into a residency program. So, um, and, you know, you went back into a PGY2 program for informatics. So what kind of motivated you to do that? Like particularly the PGY2 program for informatics? Yeah. I, I had some kind of passion for technology. And when I was doing my PharmD clerkship rotations, I did a rotation as an informatics, pharmacy informatics. And I learned a lot about the use of technology and how it can enhance the whole workflow for the not just the pharmacy, it affects almost everybody around the hospital. So it was really interesting to see how the new technologies, how, how to use barcode communication scanning was a new thing back in 2011. So kind of like it's the hospital trying to start to adopt to it and uh, utilize it more. So it was it was a lot of good stuff to learn about. But then when I when I went and start practicing, and we went through the uh, switch from our old system to a new system, you kind of witness it firsthand how technology affect the life of the pharmacist. How if you have a good system that designed to support your pharmacist, it can make your day much much easier or much much more harder depending on how you design it and how you work through it. So going through that practice, I I wanted to go back to do a PGY2 in informatics to know how to do it more structurally. So kind of like what's the process, how to learn it, go through project management, go through life cycle of technology, learn all this good stuff. And I knew that you can, you have the opportunity to do and learn all that outside the residency. It's not just like you can learn it only in doing a PGY2, but I, I know Notice that if you go and do PGY2, you get all those multiple years of experience expressed in one year. So it was a big change, but I was I was very lucky that I was able to find a program that supported me and my family and supported the whole switch. So it was it was really interesting to go back for a year to go live the life of the resident for a year and then go back to practice again. Wow, yeah, that's uh, I, I'm not sure if I could actually do that myself. So so you did your PGY one and you had that experience already as PGY one, and then you got additional experience as a, a clinical pharmacist. So how did you know all that experience? How did it really help you for your PGY2? Because I know that sometimes PGY1 people go directly into PGY2 and there may not be 
as much of, um, you know, uh, clinical knowledge from the workflow perspective. So you have a little bit more of that. So was that really helpful? Like, and how was it helpful for you? Yeah, for, for me, it was quite an enrichment experience. You know, when you're doing your PGY1, uh, you get a lot of experience in one year and they try to expose you to clinical stuff and they try to expose you to a little bit of what's going on and then the pharmacy, the workflow, the dispensing, how, how everything works. But still, the main focus usually is on, in general, is on the clinical stuff and how you do your rounding, you do your critical care or you do your uh, infectious disease or transplant. So what I think I got, the experience that I got after what I went and start practicing is the understanding of how the dispensing work affect the life of everybody in the hospital. And I don't think you get enough experience during the PGY-1 for that, or at least I didn't get a lot of that during my PGY-1 because the main focus was main focus on the clinical side. So when I started practicing, I was able to grasp all that other workflows, all those what's going on in central, how how everything gets dispensed and stuff like that. So that helped me a lot in my PGY2 and afterwards, because that's what we do as an informatic pharmacist. We're trying to support the whole workflow in the pharmacy, not just the clinical aspect, but also the dispensing aspect and the operation side. That was really helpful. Awesome. Awesome. So is there like a project that, you know, you did during your PGY2 year that you can share with us? Kind of give us like an example of, you know, how uh, how these projects impact the patient workflow. I think we had a, we had an incident that related to barcode medication administration where the nurse did not get alerted that she was administering an overdose of the medication. And we had to do a root cause analysis and see what, what caused the issue. And we figured out, oh, the nurse was at that point, she was scanning the patient, the label, not the actual product, barcode and product. So we went back and I did an evaluation of all the product that get dispensed from the pharmacy to see each each dispense code, each uh, different EHR use different terms. So, but we we went back and evaluated all the type of dispenses that get dispensed from pharmacy and what print on each label. So, do you get a do you get a patient specific barcode? Do you get a barcode that works for scanning or you don't? And organizing and going through all those, and we noticed that we had a lot of dispense types that were not used anymore. So we we went back and cleaned them up and then decided which one to use and which not to use, in addition to try to converge between multiple hospitals and different pharmacy director. It was a good project to, to start to see the bigger picture, seeing more that's not one hospital practicing, but you have multiple pharmacies and you're supporting all of them at one EHR, how you can, they have all different practices need and practice needs that they support. So you want to make sure everybody is able to take care of their patient. That was a, that was a good project that I remember that I still use what I learned from till today. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's that sounds like a pretty impactful project. So and then, you know, you just talked about what you're doing today. And can you kind of expand more about your current role, which I think is a medication management informatics, like you said earlier, uh, what kind of like duties do you do? Is it like a very like a day to day kind of thing? Or is it really like project based? Like wh- what's kind of the structure of that? So m- the main focus for my current role is for, to support the oncology and research uh, practice and building their order sets and treatment plan. So 
every time the practice is enrolling in a new study, so they submit all the paperwork for the hospital. And then part of the process is to come to the medication management team to review what needs to be built in the system to make sure we can take care of our patient. And once we get all the information, we work with our pharmacist on the investigational team, and we work with our study coordinator and all the people to make sure we have all the information that's required for the build. And then we do the build, we get the build validated for with them, make sure everything, everybody sign off, and then we release the build. So, you know, in oncology, every, every couple of days, they start a new drug and, and you get the FDA approved and then a lot of studies going on. So it's a lot of work that you you, you can you need to continue to do to support the practice. Yeah, I uh, I understand what you're saying, like definitely because like we have a lot of investigational drugs at our place too. And every time there's a new one, it's always like a, we got to figure out how to build in the system appropriately. And then like, and then oncology too, with all the day of treatments and all the different regimens that needs to be built. It's, it's really challenging. Do you, do you guys actually have, you know, standing meetings for that where you have your, you know, subject matter experts where you can like ask them questions or is it kind of like more on the as needed basis where you kind of just contact them uh, whenever you have a question? Yeah, it's kind of more on the as needed basis because we have we have multiple different SMEs, subject matter experts on a different disease states within the oncology or within the research side. So we kind of try to work with each one on their specialty, on or their focus. But it's uh, we need a lot of help from them, definitely. It's it's becoming a lot challenging to with all the as you mentioned the day of treatment the different type of treatment and how they are received and how they are supported and what are what other emergencies treatment that they need to be available it's it's very challenging that you need to make sure you take in consideration a lot of stuff to make sure you're you're providing a safe care for the patient. So oncology is really, really difficult project. And, you know, you've been a medication management uh, informaticist for the last year. But before that, you had other roles in pharmacy informatics. And I was wondering, too, like what other kind of projects since then, since you started practicing as a pharmacy informaticist, were there any other projects that were interesting that you would like to share? Yeah, definitely. I have one that's very <laughs> near and dear to my heart. It was the we were changing our vendor for the smart pumps, so the pumps that we use for our large infusion, and we went through standardization and trying to incorporate the enterprise limits for our smart pumps. It was a it's a very unique project because you know once you start working on it you you uncover a lot of practices across the hospital and it affects a lot of different practices so you go to the cath lab and see what they do you go to anesthesia and see what they do you go to oncology and see what they do and then you try to incorporate all that in one big library so it was it was really interesting because I was able to work with subject matters expert from different practices within the pharmacy and within our nursing colleagues and within our with our crnas and anesthesia people folks to be able to get all the decisions done in time to be able to build the the good library that you can all use and then get it vetted and get it signed off from the pnt and nursing leadership so they are able to do their training within the time frame 
it was really interesting to work with all those different aspects and different perspectives to be able to provide that uh, end goal within w- within the time frame that we work on. But it was really interesting, and I was really excited to finally if we finished it on time and see the end product when we released the the library. You know, you also brought up something that's pretty interesting to me that, you know, a lot of students and, you know, pharmacists not in our roles, they, they're not really aware of that we are involved heavily in like interdepartmental communication and interdepartmental like working together. So, so yeah, that, that's a good point that you brought up about like figuring out all these different workflows for the different departments. Yeah. Like, you know, for people who are interested in getting into the roles that, that we practice in, like for pharmacy informatics and for you, like in particular, medication management informatics, knowing what you know now and your path into getting into informatics, what kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, definitely. I think the first one is there's a lot of opportunities within the hospital and health systems and where have you that involve the use of technology that we can use the help of pharmacists in their practice, that they are immersed in their practice, but they can support us and help us. And through that, they will get the a good exposure and a good understanding of what we do and how we do it and how we deliver our products. But also, I think my second advice is involving with big organizations that support the pharmacy practice and that try to shape the future for the pharmacy practice in different aspects, including the, the technology and the use of technology and informatics. So like ASHP, ACCP and where have you, but involving through those big organizations will get you an exposure at a larger level, not just on one organization, but you can see what other organizations are doing and you can bring back to the table at your hospital different ideas and different perspectives that can always start the discussion and involve more experience. So those are probably the two big uh, advices that they can give to pharmacists or students who would like to be involved more in technology. Awesome, awesome. And, you know, I'll also be putting some links to uh, some of those organizations you mentioned, um, you know, including ASHB because mid-year is coming up and there's always like a big section of just all these informatics programming in, at ASHB. So I'll be putting that link into our show notes as well for people who are interested. If people had additional questions specifically for you, is there a way that they can reach you? Probably the easiest way is LinkedIn. I think it's uh, we see a lot of people, we get a lot of connections through LinkedIn. So it's probably the easiest way to get through LinkedIn and it will connect directly to my email. So yeah. Cool, cool. So I'll be putting that in the show notes for anyone who's interested in uh, reaching out. But, you know, to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure to have this discussion with you and looking forward for more the episodes that you will be presenting and all the topics that you try to cover. Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.